Ladies and gents, we are bringing forward this episode as it is Mental Health Awareness Week and we are in a roundtable discussion with me, Miles and Georgia who has been on the podcast before. Our topics do include a variety of different things. Yeah, so in this obviously podcast we discuss how mental health is obviously different for us all. Uh, We then discuss our own experiences and how we overcame them in our lifetime. Um, and also as well how the current situation we are in at the moment, the lockdown, um, how that's affecting mental health and how it's kind of brought it to the front a little bit. Um, so hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We definitely enjoyed this episode. It's definitely been the longest recording episode that we have currently. Um, but I'm going to shut up right now um, and let's get straight into it. Let's go. Ladies and gents. Another episode of Two PTs One Podcast with we could say a repeat offender. <laughs> we have the return of Georgia. If you haven't listened to episode five, do it is quite an important one for those that are looking towards a coach. Obviously, we know how good Georgia is and how much information she's got, so we have invited her back. <laughs> and we're going to discuss, I think, something that's quite personal to each of us, but also can reach out to different people and the fact of we're going to talk about mental health obviously the importance of this within training and how it affects different people we're going to try and bring in our own experience and hopefully this will reach out to certain people and hopefully give them some sort of insight or way forward in how they can move out of potentially a dark zone like I think right now with everything going on this currently is getting filmed just after Boris's announcement of when the phase is going to happen. So light is at the end of the tunnel, but we are on the edge of Mental Health Awareness Week. So We're currently in the uh, the medium, the Nando's chart. We're just waiting to get to Lemon and Lime at one point. <laughs> of course, the spiciness level of so Boris Johnson. Blood. So spicy. I miss Nando's. Oh, don't. I bought like some like Tesco own peri peri sauce, just not the same. Why have you bought Tesco own when you could just buy Nando sauce? I don't know. <laughs> it, was, it was there. I, no, actually, <laughs> saying that, I say I buy it. I, I bought it. Um, the mother has done the, the shopping, and I've just said get some peri peri salt, and she's bought that. So that's when I mean I bought it. So Miles's mental health is struggling because I am. I, I can't cope with salt. the lack of Nando's at the moment. Um, just that, I miss that garlic bread. Just anything. Don't, don't miss my grandparents. I've not seen them for months, but I miss that garlic bread. <laughs> so I think to just shoot things off with it is the fact of like mental health, I think is severely underrated within people in the fact of like everything else within society in terms of illness can generally be seen or reflected upon, but mental health is quite a personal battle. And a lot of people neglect the fact that you don't need to go through this kind of thing on your own. I know I've struggled with it in the past, and it's just a battle because you think that no one else needs to have the issue. Yeah. Where... Especially with men as well. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I've, de- I've de- definitely in the last few years yeah. now, it's it's become probably a little bit more common for men to to speak out with it and stuff like that because obviously in the older days we're supposed to be the the hard people supposed to be the people who put in the the food on the plate um or we're supposed to be emotionless creatures um 
So when you talk about, let's say, the modern men now, it's it's very more acceptable now for them to actually have feelings and to be a little bit more emotional in that sense. Um, it's it's I think it's such a delicate subject with a lot of people, and it's like they're treading on egg, eggshells a bit, and no no one wants to talk about. It's like I feel like a couple of times within this podcast, and we're probably getting a bit quiet because we just don't know what to say. But it's reflecting on how you can make the situation better, and taking on whatever it is and being like this isn't going to last forever and we're going to be able to just crack on and deal with it in ways which can be beneficial so obviously we're all personal trainers here and obviously we're going to advocate going to the gym going to train releasing endorphins which is a pretty big thing yeah I mean that's our that's our outcome that's our byproduct and that's something that we've we find ourselves to release a little bit of stress which most people do they generally do find that exercising a way to get out at sometimes um and that's why for example while this lockdown has happened everyone's been limited to that um that's why people are probably feeling it a lot more and that's why now we're seeing people on the streets doing a lot more things like running and getting on the bike and stuff like that because they're being trapped with themselves. For for me, mental health or seeing things that might be issues with you is is coming from a lack of acceptance on your side. Um, trying to believe in something that you particularly don't want to believe in, like the fact that you might have a weakness, you might might not like certain things about yourself, like your height or your hair, or so, you're comparing yourself to someone else. Um, it, like you said before, is a very delicate subject because it's not got one meaning. It's going to have different meanings for every single person. and yeah. um, My struggles will be completely different from your two guys. Um, and ideally, the only really person that can fix this is myself. And I think that's, that's where people struggle the most with it. Yeah, you, you can get help. You can talk to people and stuff like that, but it all dials down to how you look at yourself and how you implement strategies to get yourself out of that kind of like level of emotional state. Yeah. yeah. I think like what you're saying about acceptance is so true. I think because people now have got to spend more time on their own, whether they're living with family or not, I think it has caused everyone to sort of think about themselves. And, and I, I know I, keep myself busy all the time so that I don't think about anything because I am an overthinker so I'm either working training I've always got to do something whereas now I think there's only so much you can do in a day in your own house and I think it has caused people to really sort of sit down and think about what they're going through and and some people will struggle way more with that um, because they've never had to think about it. I think I've, I've said this before in the fact of like the social media illusion and it's like everyone's comparing in a certain level of like if someone puts like i know obviously a couple of us will put like workout highlights on our story and like even to like the degree of like people like feeling guilty with themselves for not working out and it's like you can't think in this fact of like people will be doing things at certain times because 
there's so many different factors in terms of what they want to achieve what you want to do like everyone's on a different journey so you can't be comparing how they do it yeah you can't compare your year one to someone's year 10 yeah i mean like even like myself and stuff like you look at people who maybe have a, a better career than you, a better body than you, a better, more strength, might be a better f- footballer. And you don't know what they've had to do, what the sacrifices they've had to achieve to get to that point. You only kind of look at that, the hourglass, that kind of mask, if they put it, the kind of highlights. Um, and I, I, as we all know, we all know to get to a, a certain level of greatness, we have you have to sacrifice things. You have to get yourself to a point where you're putting a lot of hours. I think if, they always say something like, for you to be a, a master at it, you have to do 10,000 hours or something. But we don't look at that in that point. We, we look at, we compare ourselves to how we are, to how they are. And that's what can and sometimes can bring upon that negative emotion. Yeah, I think with most of my business being on social media and sort of online, it is so hard to have that battle of not comparing yourself to others. And I think the one phrase that I've always heard is there's always going to be someone better. There's always going to be someone like better looking. There's always going to be someone fitter. There's always going to be someone cleverer. So you just, the only thing you can do is work on yourself. But in like, you can flip that around in the fact of like understanding and like grounding yourself in the fact that there are people better and it's like okay i can i'm humble enough to understand that this person is better and i am willing to be able to open myself to learning and education to hopefully get myself better yeah because someone's always going to look up to you but you're always going to look up to someone else as well yeah. so never well, think you like you're... me five foot seven and you pretty much look up to every most people <laughs> But yeah, Mike is 100% right in that. And it's just like your perception of someone else might be the same perception as someone has on you. Yeah. There's going to be there's gonna be strength and weaknesses and all that. We're going to all have things that other people might have and other people are going to have opinions on you that are going to be like, why has he got this and I haven't and stuff like that. And the, the dangerous part of being in mental health and stuff like that is the fact that you don't do anything about it. And this comes into the fact of knowing yourself a little bit more. You need to know what kind of things trigger you, these kind of points of what's making you feel like these ways and either doing something about it, so something in control, like if it's something to do with social media, delete the bad person out. I mean, like if it's, if it's an influencer and he's causing you more harm than good, then from an outside point, the quick and easy thing is to do is just to cut that thing out. But on the inside, when you've got that kind of emotional attachment, it is hard and it is a, a very hard task to do. Um, nothing comes easy unless it is hard. And when you're... God, I've lost my track of thought now. Um... <laughs> I think what you're saying is right, though. Like One of the first things I tell my clients to do is to just go through their Instagram. And if the person isn't giving them something that's making them feel better or more knowledgeable, then just get rid because it's like um, if you've ever gone through a partner's phone, you know you're going to get wound up. You know you're going to see something. Even if it's not a bad thing, you're going to wind yourself up. So why would you go looking for it? Yeah, you just don't. 
and it's the same on Instagram. You're inviting those people into your life. Um, and someone said, the people that you have on Instagram should be the people that you would have in your house. So like you wouldn't invite someone that makes you feel like shit. You would have people who make you feel good, who make you laugh and make you learn. And I think yeah. social media should be the same. Yeah. I think also like you'll get a lot of social media. And I think Georgia posted this on a story the other day on about like the social media influencer. I think to me, I think it's everyone's like, oh, it's just selling a bullshit product. But at the same time, they're reaching out to people's mental health in the fact of like people are struggling to lose weight. Oh, here's some shitty green tea product. Yeah, feed on that insecurity. And it's like if someone's insecure about the weight and they're like, here's a quick fix where you can shit yourself for eight weeks and lose 10 pounds. People are going to go straight for it. And (laughs) it's such a horrible I'm going to say horrible, like, way of working and way of living in the fact that you're just feeding off people's self-doubt. Yeah. But most of those people will probably really suffer with with mental health issues, self-confidence issues, and they're thinking, well, if I make everyone else think that I'm doing this amazing job, then I'll be getting this sense of um, accomplishment, and they don't get anything out of it. People who manipulate people's insecurities will not get anything from it, and they'll probably feel worse in the long run. Yeah, and I mean, let's say you're, you've had a high school period or a younger period where you've been bullied and stuff like that. You'll you'll mostly find like later down the line that person probably had a really insecure life. They probably had a lot of things going on in their past. I mean, when people are trying to put a downer on you or they're saying a lot of horrible things to you and stuff like that, what they're trying to do is to get everyone around them to feel the exact same way it's almost like trying to allow the reality of whatever they're currently thinking their beliefs and their their values and put them onto everyone else yeah agreed i think they they want to bring everyone down so that they can feel slightly better than other people they hate the fact that they're feeling so alone or whatever so they try and bring everyone else down and if you follow um there's a guy called paul moore so i don't know if you've both heard of him he is amazing with like deflecting, um, things like that. So like, if people are giving you negative comments and stuff, you don't have to deal with that. Like that, they've given you that, but you don't. It's the way you process it that sort of affects you. Yeah, it might feel like an initial blow, but then you just think, oh well, they're clearly going through a bad time, so just leave it, forget it. What's the analogy? Isn't go on, Maggie, you go first. No, I was just gonna say an analogy, and then um, it's the fact of. Like you'll see it on Facebook and it's like if you had so much money and you lost one pound, you wouldn't spend all the rest of the money trying to chase back that one pound. You'd just crack on and whatever. Yeah, exactly. I mean like it's it, it these these things that are going to affect you the most are gonna be things that are going to hold more value to yourselves. For example, if you if got your more of a value in your family, if you've got more value in security, things like people who are messing around with stuff like that are going to have a bit more of an emotional charge to you and stuff like that. Like, I, I know for myself, I know that security is one of my main values. So when this lockdown went down and things started changing and stuff like that, and it obviously affected myself, affected my clients, that's when it hit me. That's why when I was just like, right, shut down mode, because that's just a normal pattern that I used to do as a child. 
Um, I will be very open on this podcast and the fact that when I was a younger kid, I did get severely bullied. And it, it messed me up through high school and uni life and stuff like that. But the more I got to know to myself, I realised these kind of patterns that I kept falling myself into. So a lot of people always say to me, when I'm, in, when I'm not in a good mood, I'm quiet. Because I'm a, like George said, I'm an overthinker. I, I like to think everything in my head. And unfortunately, the more I spend in my head, the more I accept the reality of what it could be. And I change the perspective of what it, it, um, the life it could be. Instead of going, right, these are the things I can, can control. So if it is someone who's giving you a lot of hard time, I have that actual ability to go, right, no more. If it's something like the job that I'm in, all the surroundings that I have, I've got you have got that level of control to go, right, no, this is it. Whether how hard that might be, you have that certain level of control. And that's yeah. I think for everyone. I think everyone forgets the fact that whatever happens, the way you act, the way you react, is down to potentially how you react yourself and how you control it. Yeah. I know people don't believe in the fact that they have the power to change it. Would you do? Yeah, they just accept the people, fact that what they're in. Try, but a lot of people try to rely on motivation. They think this almighty power is going to come over them, and you're going to like drive and be motivated. When motivation is the second thing, you have to put things in place first to then get motivation to carry on. I think habits is a massive one. If you don't have little habits in place now then you, the, the motivation isn't going to come to change. And, and I think one of the best ways to think about it is who suffers if you don't change. <clears throat> so, like, if you're feeling down, you're not getting anything done, you're feeling low. In my case, if I'm in a really bad place, all my clients, all my friends and all my families will suffer. And I think what you've got to do is think, OK, what do I do to make this better? And how would that make everyone else feel rather than, thinking all you know all about yourself if you start thinking who would feel better if I felt better I think that can pull you out a little bit and then give you that motivation to carry on yeah yeah definitely you, you can't pour out of a cup if the cup's already empty yeah I was saying I'd say I'll look after you for me and you look after me for you as general saying analogies all around today <laughs> analogy battle but I think one thing is people don't reflect on what they physically do have in compare and they just compare into what other people have where they could be ten years ahead like Miles had earlier. And nothing makes people feel more jealous than having a good life. And I think a lot of people neglect the the fact that yeah, we're in a bad situation right now, but if you've got a roof over your head and all this kind of stuff, like you've got a lot more going on than other people have. If you've still got money coming in, like you, you haven't if, got as much to sweat about. But yeah, but if you're the type of person who's has been lucky enough to have that kind of uprising, and let's say you're in a, a quite a nice environment place and you've never experienced that, then it's it's hard to imagine what it's like to do that because you've never experienced it, whether you go to different countries and stuff like that who are very, very poor at the moment. Just seeing that kind of experience or anything like that changes your perspective. I think experiencing things is, is the massive part of changing one's perspective on stuff like that. Um, and it, it, I'm not saying it is your fault for 
to having a, a good life and stuff like that. If you if you if you've got a high uprising, then that's brilliant. If you've got a part of family, you're all together, you've got a good financial thinking, that's brilliant. I'm not saying it isn't, but you've got a when you're, I know I'm, I'm trying to rethink my words and stuff like that to make it more compatible with everyone but you've got to have that kind of level of openness to allow different situations to come in so you can experience these level of things yeah and I think a lot of people talk about like journaling and things like that and I know for some people that just seems ridiculous but even when you wake up just thinking three things in your head that you are grateful for or you know you're, you're lucky to have in your life can completely change your outlook on on your day really I think if you think about three things that that you've got that are good it we're always going to try and concentrate on the negative you could get 10 really nice things said to you and then someone could just say one horrible thing and for the rest of the day you'll just think of that horrible thing but if you can start your day in a positive way you're already on the on the front really you're already ahead I think I'm going to flip it around a little. Go on. Controversial. In the fact of like what Miles has just said, I, I, I do feel like it's been said and part of me wants to agree in the fact of like the snowflake, in the fact that a lot of people are offended more, a lot of people are like just take everything on so personally and I think getting uncomfortable needs to be one of them things you need to do yeah it's like even even simple stuff like little britain little britain if it returns will not be able to come back like it used to because it used to, if they played that now in 2020 like they used to it's going to offend and like offcom reports would like shoot right up and a lot of people they've lost the thick skin that we've apparently need to have and like Miles said at the start in God, I've done a Miles moment. It's gone. <laughs> I think you are right though. I think with people like people getting offended, if you it's how you choose to react. Like say you really didn't like Little Britain, just don't watch it. You don't have to watch yeah. it and then complain about it and then ruin ten other people's day. Yeah. Just just don't watch it. And the same with social media. I know I keep bringing it back, but if what someone's wrote offends you, delete them. People are afraid to unfollow because they think they're going to come around the house and be like, why have you unfollowed me? But literally nobody cares. And I think people get so caught up in this bubble and they don't take a step back out of social media and just turn the phone off. They're so afraid of what people think that they're so afraid of um, turning it off. And, and it's just like if someone was bullying you um, in one room and you had the option to go into another room, you just take it. You wouldn't sit in the room and, and listen. Yeah. Um, I think people need to to sort of maybe try and, and practice that. You know, it's not something that comes easy. I'm not saying you can just be like, yeah, to everything. Mm-hmm. You have to practice. No, and I mean, you're very right. People have kind of forgot that when people are speaking, it's not a direct thing to you. It's a reflection on themselves, onto you. It's their opinion. It doesn't mean their opinion is by law what you are. Um so when things people are saying like negative things to you, a bit like let's say you put a post up on social media or something, like that, and you get these kind of bad comments, that's not a reflection on you. That's a reflection on them putting it on you. Yeah. That's not set in stone, and that's what I was trying to say before about the fact that you have actually got that control to be able to to change to change the aspect and stuff like that. And like 
we're all sitting down in this lockdown at the moment. We're all doing stuff. But, and I've said this to many people, I've said, like, I, f- I feel like this lockdown is doing more good than harm. Obviously, people obviously people losing their lives is, is never a good thing and stuff like that. But, I mean, we're now having more opportunity to do things we've not done before. I, I know myself, I'm doing things like re- reading a big book and researching things a lot more. I'm able to spend a little bit more time and gain more relationship with my clients. I'm I'm spending more time with my family. I've, I've moved back to my family home now for two months when I would only probably get to see them like once a week. And for me, a family is a big thing. So seeing them and being around them again is a is a quite pleasant thing. It's yeah. it's how you view it and how you then allow that kind of environment around you to affect what's going on and stuff like that. I mean, if you're having a lot of things that are causing stress and stuff like that, that's on you to go and change. That's not going to have like anything else like George is saying, this, this magic motivation cloud coming over your head, which for me personally, motivation is crap. Like you have a drive to do something and then you go and do it. Whether that's hard or easy and stuff like that, motivation phases. That'll, that'll just come when someone says a nice thing to you or you've seen something in the news that motivates you. But... We, Good results come from people who emotionally want to make that change. Yeah, and I think with motivation, like, sometimes we've dragged ourselves to the gym and done something, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I feel better now, and you do better, and you do better, whereas you, you don't lie in bed and every day think, yes, I've got loads of motivation to go to the gym, I'm going to smash it out. It's just, right, I know that this is going to make me better, so I'm going to start and then see how I feel, if I feel yeah. great great if I don't we'll try again and I think people see this mental health as this okay I'm not happy every day so I'm suffering with mental health and it's more the fact of it's always continuing depression isn't your depression it's not forever it doesn't last forever you can change like it's something that you that happens and then you can change it um which is what you were saying there now yeah I think I I I, I agree that depression and stuff like that isn't a thing like it's not a condition in that kind of point i think everyone at some point in their lives will experience it everyone will go through a drama life whether that's going through in primary school whether that's going in through later in life everyone's going to have that kind of point where you you hit rock bottom and Every, everyone's going to have negative thoughts and everyone's going to have the worst thinkings of what's going to happen and stuff like that. Um, but like George said, it, it, it is just level. What, what what things can you do to get yourself back up? What Even if it's a small step, even if it's something like replacing a chocolate bar with an apple, something that's like dead simple or taking an extra step of um, stairs instead of taking the elevator to other people. That sounds daft. Like I can see you two smiling about it and stuff like that. It it does that in hindsight. That sounds like for for example, with me, it's driving me nuts in the fact that I can't get a lot of steps in. So something that I've found, uh, something that I listened to recently said, right, every time you take the stairs up, go back down and take them back up. I've been doing that. And my family have been absolutely pissing themselves. Could I do it? Just subconsciously, I've just started doing it now. And just doing that makes me think I'm being a bit more active. 
because I'm used to being active. I'm used to playing football. I'm used to do, going to the gym all the time. I'm used to doing all types of stuff. So being stuck in the house, being stuck around the desk for me is something that's not natural for me. Yeah, I know people who um, have been advised to like sleep in their gym top or something like that. So that when they wake up in the morning, they've got that top on and they have to go. Yeah. Like, sometimes you wake up and you think, oh, I'm not going to go today or I'm not going to do this today. If you've either, you don't have to sleep in it, but if you've got your gym clothes right there when you wake up, you sort of almost think, right, let's just do that and again, see how I feel. Whereas it just comes back to habit and having those steps in place. So I don't know about you two, but podcast. that you two would advise on what to do if you were starting to feel a bit low. Is there anything that you guys have in place that maybe you know that makes you feel better? Um. So this is something that I've recently just started doing it now, and I'm actually looking upon it on the opposite screen, is I have two little sheets. One of them says me, with the big bold letters, and I write the things that I quite like about myself. Yeah. So I'm ambitious. Um, I think to myself as a quite charismatic, charismatic type of person. I'm quite loud and evoke. And then... I've wrote the things down that I feel like I notice when I'm not myself. So, for example, I get agitated and easily if I don't sleep very well. Like, I'll, I'll get loads of things like mouth ulcers if I'm run down. I'll get tired and stuff like that. And being able to visually see that, because we're all we're all visual creatures. Like Mike was saying before, mental health is something that we can't see. So, therefore, we, we kind of like have that seen-to-believer attitude where if we can't see it, we don't believe in it. So for me, little things like that, just glancing through it, it's 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 there on the wall every time I see it in the morning. So I'm, I'm constantly reminded through it. And just being constantly reminded of who you are and the things that you're not, for me, that works massively in the case of if I'm having these little down moments. Yeah, I'm not saying don't feel them, because if you try holding things in, eventually they're going to bottle up. But have my moments to feel of them and then get back to where I know I should be. Yeah. Mike, have you got any steps that you do to make yourself feel better? I think it's just generally understanding that there is only so much you can control in a day. And obviously like Abby says it to me so many times in the fact of like, you're going to burn out if you do too much. So I think it's understanding when to put the foot down and when to take a step back and understanding your own sort of personal levels on when you can be the most productive in a sense. But I think it's also in the fact of, I now understand a bit more of myself in the fact of like what I appreciate more in life. So like my routine before would be getting up, going to the gym, like seeing certain people in my life and like, catching up with them people in my life and understanding if I don't want to do something or I can't do something there's certain things I'm missing and I don't miss if that makes sense yeah I think um for me it's something simple like if I recognize that I'm either being snappy with someone or I'm being a bit grumpy or something something as easy as putting a playlist on Spotify and just like listening to it or the other thing that I do is is just have a shower. I know that sounds really funny, but if I'm in a room, in the shower, I can't be on my phone. I haven't got anyone speaking to me. I can't listen to anything. And I find putting music on and, and just having a shower really changes my mood quite a lot. And it just makes me relax. And I think sometimes people forget the simple stuff. You don't have to be a master of mental health or anything. It's just recognising 
what small thing you can do that's just going to maybe lift your mood a little bit. Yeah, 100%. Because, I mean, I used to work on cruise ships and that was a seven days a week, like eight months at a time sort of experience where you work all the time, like in an environment where people see what you do and like, oh, that must be the best job in the world. And like you go to certain places, but they don't see all the graft that you have to put in in between and like the social media revolution of me putting a post on from somewhere. But uh, in that photo, you can't see that I'm missing home. I'm like absolutely knackered. And all the bits that are going on here, people can't see. Yeah. And that reflects back to being at home in the fact of if you see someone like getting really angry in the gym, this is going to be a bit off my topic, but they're either got it because they've missed a weight, they're either severely stressed and they're getting rid of that stress or there's something deeper going on. So if someone's having a shit day, just ask them how they are. Yeah. I think that's the smallest thing you can do and just be like, everyone's so personal and in the fact of like resistance training and going running is quite a personal affair and it's like you're taking on yourself it doesn't mean that they have to take it on themselves yeah one way of cheering yourself up or making yourself better is to make someone else feel better Mm -hmm. so like again if you're in this sort of you you've almost recognized you're in a bit of a grump or you're feeling really down just think okay who can i make feel better what one thing can i do that's going to cheer someone else up yeah Obviously, right now, it's a bit difficult, but... Yeah, you can write letters. You can. And now, because we can pretty much go and do long drives, you can always post through a letter. Keep social distance. That's what I mean, like, it's it's sometimes thinking out of the box. Um, As as social creatures, we are human beings, we are social creatures. And one thing I think a lot of people that we can do is just plain and simply talk. I mean... Mm. As we as we want to be these people who are surrounded by a good load of followers, got a good group of mates or a good group of family, it all dials down to you being accepted. I think talking and being with people who are, I've got similar situations to you or people who are going through the same things you are. Having that kind of level of communication with someone is going to, at some point, one allow you to put out things that you might not be able to put out, whether that's beliefs about yourselves situations that have been going on at home and stuff like that but you're also going to have that kind of ability to realize oh wait well there are other people who are going through the exact same as me and if it is someone let's say who has gone through a great deal of past and they're now out on the other side whether that's a mentor or someone who is hierarchy in your level of struggle then that's when I believe it is always good to have that good communication with them. Yeah, like we, we're talking about social media, obviously all the bad sides of it, but there can be good sides of it as well. Like um, I went through, I was in an emotionally abusive relationship for like three years and I felt so alone. I was always comparing myself on social media, but I was also posting happy things and people thought, oh my God, she's loving life down yeah. south. And really I wasn't, like Mike said, but then, when I speak about it now on, on social media or through email or to people, they can I can reach a further field and people people relate to it and they, they see that I'm not this machine that trains all the time and eats chicken and broccoli every day. 
I'm a normal person. I've gone through loads. I'm, I'm nowhere near sort of this mental health superwoman or anything. I still have struggles. But like you said, the more, more I talk about it and relate it to other people, you kind of get that good connection and it makes you feel like mm. actually things aren't as bad as I may seem because there is other people going through it. You get connections through bad experiences, which when you say it like that, it sounds bad, but it makes you understand people a lot more. Yeah. yeah. And people, I think, just because society is the way it is, they just feel like connections need to be made in certain ways that are approved. But topics of discussion can come from anything, and that's going to be the step in the door to understand someone and get to know someone. Yeah, and I think the also it gets easier as you get older. It's so annoying because when you're younger, you hate people saying this to you, but you know that if you were to talk to yourself five, ten years earlier, you'd shake them and be like, "Stop listening to what everyone says. Stop being emotional about everything, and just concentrate on yourself." And I know that in ten years' time, I'll probably talk back to me and wish I'd done something different. Yep. So I think it's okay to not know everything and, and not know how to yeah. do it i think actually so what would you guys say to each other well your younger selves five years ago jump him <laughs> <laughs> get out of it <laughs> yeah. no, I, think for, I think for me it would be um you're not sort of trapped in that bubble so it's, it's really hard when you've been through something like that is at the time you think your life is is everything and like what's happening now is always going to happen there's no way out and I think what I would say to myself is just take a deep breath and realize that the world is huge you've got people around you that love you so stop being selfish in a way and and do something about it yeah go on mate what would you say who would what would you say to your younger self you are gonna grow I was like short round at high school, so that's a big one for me. I think understanding that although a situation at the time may be bad, you actually do not know what's going to come around the corner because you might meet one person that completely changes everything. So don't close yourself up to opportunity. Nice. Because a lot of people tend to like, especially when they're anxious and they're like, mm, I don't know, like, just say yes. Sometimes just go for it. And just see what happens and just be like, ah, it's the worst that can happen. If you fail, you learn and then you can learn again. Exactly. And, ooh, don't give up on certain stuff. There is certain stuff that I did stop doing from school and I wish I did carry on with them. But. What about you, Miles? Miles? Um. Well, first of all, I would definitely tell my 19-year-old self, um, oh, no, I'll be 20, um, that you aren't going to grow. You are stuck at being that height. Um, unfortunately, you aren't going to reach the top six foot. Um, you put on size, though. Yeah, I've, 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 gone, I've gone more like that. So as I've kind of grown older, I've gone from being around the belly to now being around the shoulders, which I'm, I'm quite happy about. But um, I probably would say take more risks i feel like because i had such a, a background about being younger where every time i tried something new or did something new i was very much judged and i took it to art mm. 
Um, I would probably, I probably, as I got into my teens and probably my early twenties, I, I probably stopped. I, I say that, but when I was like 21, 22, that's when I physically started to say, right, the art degree is not going to get you anywhere. Let's go completely on the opposite scale and let's go and give this personal training thing a bit of a business, a bit of a go. So I probably would say take a risk. Um, the Probably the other thing I would say is it's okay to let go. Yeah. I mean, like you, Georgia, I had a, um, I had a heck of an experience in uni with my, obviously my first ex and it, it it's, it's, it's mentally draining. It took everything and unfortunately it ruined my kind of uni experience for me. Um, cause I just, all, all I wanted to do was just sort things out, but it's okay to just say, look, it's these things are not going to happen, but you have got that strength. You have got, you you are eventually going to experience things like that again, or you are entitled to have this. You're entitled to have a happy life and stuff like that. You don't have to keep going on something that you believe in the moment or your, your entire like experience will change. So they're probably the things that I will probably tell myself. And, and somewhat I probably would say that to myself right now. <laughs> yeah, that's like... it. it's good to recognize it and, and speak it, isn't it? Um, like what you said there gave me goosebumps because I felt like you were talking to old me, so it's nice <laughs> to actually say it. And that's what I mean. Like, that's what I mean. There's things that we would say now to our younger selves that we would say now, and that's five years down the line. And some people are very much into the thing of like, let's get that quick fix, let's get to do something that gets an immediate response. And that's why so many people fail in things like weight loss, muscle gain, or changing their body composition. Um, it's because they don't give that time. They don't get that. They don't allow themselves to to fuck up, to achieve good things, or allow things that are might or may not happen. Like, and I think that's what that's what most people are scared about is that uncertainty of change. Yeah. What um what one thing would you say to someone who's feeling really, really down at the moment or lost? Like what one piece of advice would you give? You can just do words you can go on about this. What a question. What one piece of advice would you give a friend who says I'm feeling really low at the moment? First of all, Mike, should we just sack this podcast and let Georgia be the host? And that's like two good questions there. It's going to be three PTs one podcast soon. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to maybe add a third member. Especially being lads, it's, it's good for you to talk about it. So. Yeah. Go on, Mike. You're first in the alphabet. Miles got us first. That's what I'm saying. That was a hell of a question, so I'm not taking that first. I, I could go two ways about this. I mean, I know myself, I'd probably just say, man the fuck up just get on with it but i feel like for most people that would be the a quite a quick and easy way of just saying in going all going about it um i will probably say i can't i probably will say to the fact that i can't promise nor can anyone promise that he's going to get better it's just it's something that is something out of control what I can say is you do have that ability in yourself to make whatever you're experiencing right now, whatever the environment you're in right now at the moment, 
you have actually got that power to to change that. Whether that's the small, simple things we've talked about before, or it is a big thing, whether that's having that conversation without someone, whether that's changing jobs, whether that's sacking off your degree to go and do something that most people experience you for someone else so you're changing your identity um and it won't and it won't be immediate it won't feel good at times sometimes it might feel worse than it does now but as long as you're you're doing the necessary things you want to do that you want to do in order for you to be better in life eventually if you keep doing the things continuously i mean repetition is the mother of all skill it will get better and you'll find yourself eventually if not being where you want to be yeah love that what about you mike i think everyone's gonna have a fire for what they want to do like a lot of people i think worry that much and get themselves into a mental spiral and the fact that they don't know what they want to do but you can have an epiphany or a moment and be like this is what i want to do in life and I think when you're feeling emotional and you're feeling down, it's finding the fuel and finding ways of getting to that point. Obviously, right now, the, the route is a little bit different to what everyone wanted. But the journey after it is still going to continue. So it's just got to find the ways of getting there and just setting yourself little reminders because I've got like that there. And it's basically just saying, like, this is what you want to achieve in the long term. How are you going to get there right now? Yeah. Like, yeah. what do you want to do? And right now, how can you utilize yourself and your time to get there? Sort of breaking it down into little, yeah. little goals. Yeah. And like, understanding that you're not like, you're not a robot. We've all said this before. Yeah. And you can utilize down days and spin them on the head and utilize them as actual good things like even today like this podcast probably wouldn't get be getting filmed if none of us had bad days because we'd just be like ah mental health it's not an issue if it wasn't an issue or it wasn't a topic we wouldn't bring it to the table so understanding that you will hit curveballs or bumps in the road figure out how to smash them out of the park yeah and i've and so on top of that, I mean, like, you two are very much 100% right in all of this. I mean, but when you are on that opposite side, I mean, we can all we can all of us probably say there's been that one moment in our life where we've just said, right, that is it. This is the moment where we need to change something, whether it judges your last relationship or, Mike, it's obviously experience that you've had, obviously, in your past. We've all had that kind of moment where the pain's got to that much where it's it's had to force a change. And to be yeah. honest, like I'm looking back at it now, and I mean, I don't regret it. I don't regret anything that I've done in the past because yeah. that's what younger Miles wanted to do. Yeah, that's who I was at the time, and I'm grateful in the fact that I've had these experiences to allow me to do this. I mean, like. If you asked me while I was in uni or in high school that I would have that responsibility in able to change people's lives and able to make them feel that extra little bit happier. I'm sure you guys get to feel the exact same way. I mean, 
it feels mind blowing. Like I, I, I sometimes don't even have the confidence in myself to to change my own opinion about myself, let alone other people. Yeah. So sometimes you gotta have these grateful, grateful moments of the pain that you've been through to realize that you can give yourself a little bit of a pat on the back. That is yeah. okay. Like thirty-five countries. I'm gunning for a job that I actually enjoy for once, but I've got qualifications under my belt and people are coming to me for help. I said this ten years ago, I'd be like, what Yeah. Are you about? <laughs> when I first ever taught like an exercise class, it was it was just after that relationship. And I remember thinking, like, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it, and I don't it. And what I do is I try to force myself into situations so like I'll message the people that I'm teaching and be like, I'm gonna teach this class, even if I don't want to. And then because people are relying on me, that's what that's my driver. Like other people relying on me makes me do stuff. Yeah, because I remember like doing my first ever PT session, and I was just like, even just doing the recording with Miles, and I was there like at the start, and I was like super panicky and like, oh god, this is gonna be shit. This is gonna be awful. I was about two minutes in, and I was like, you know what? I'm really enjoying this. I know. Yeah, we but we both had that kind of experience because like we've mentioned me, and Mike have obviously mentioned before like. Even I, even I was very spectacle of doing all this because things were going on and I had obviously a big, busy lifestyle. But it, it, it's so, looking back on 15 episodes in, if we do maybe it's episode 15 or whatever number is, like, I am so glad I've done this because it's, it's gave me confidence to speak my mind, do other things I, I wouldn't probably do in the past before and stuff. And that's what I was saying before about this whole lockdown. It, is if you allow it can be a good thing for you yeah and i think like we said before those habits that we're repeating and repeating and we're physically practicing them like like you say last time i came on with you guys afterwards i was like sweating i was like oh my god it was horrific and then now it just feels like second nature already and i think that sort of practicing something knowing the first time you do it it's gonna be awful whether that's um, putting yourself out of your comfort zone with talking to someone new, whether that's trying a new skill. The first time you do it, it's going to be terrible. Like the first post I put on Instagram was horrific. How would I look when I'm? Hopefully, it's better. But I know that ten years down the line, I'll probably look back at the post that I'm putting out now and be like, Oh God, that is. Yeah. Awful. And I just think practice, 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 and and acceptance, like we've said before, that it's going to be pretty bad, but you can only get better if you practice. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've all we've all had that experience where we we try to obviously all of us now are all taking that kind of first step into doing the things that we've loved. I mean, the probably the one thing that will never ever change with me is that my post will always have grammatical errors. <laughs> I will all have always have a spelling error in my post. But that's that's something that I've accept. I can't help that. Well, I can't help that in a, in a way, but. Dyslexic, there's, there's things I can't control in that nature. That's how my brain works. Um, and I, I'm looking in case I've got people around me who do spend the time to proofread my um, my post and stuff like that and send it back to me. And I'm grateful for all that. But what would what would you guys say? What would you say are the top three things you guys do that you would obviously get people to overly do that puts you in a better mood or give you guys a lifestyle a little bit structured to put yourself in the best possible moves ever um so mine is planning ahead um some people think i'm quite strict with this but i literally 
having my diary sort of every hour or every two hours what I'm doing whether that's work whether that's social whether it's having a break whether it's eating I have to do that I don't always stick to it you know if I don't feel like doing something I won't but having that plan ahead of time saves me in the long run and I'm still getting better at it you know I'm not not great at it at the moment but I've found that the more I improve with planning ahead of time with exercise with food with work I'm accomplishing way more and it's and it's making it feel a lot easier that's one yeah uh the second <laughs> one would be to go through social media get rid of the trash the one that makes you feel like that get rid of um and then the third one would be to spend an hour on your own in silence at least twice a week so literally just lie in your bed, no phone, no music, no nothing, and just see what happens. Go on, Mike. Chase your passions. There's nothing worse. I, I love that. If that's it, if we could just like cut the podcast off everything else, boom, just say that. Just chase, chase your passions. It's I just feel like I am not one of those people that will be able to sit in a job that I hate until I'm 65 or 70 and then retire like that's not my goal going about work like it's like we'll do something about it yeah, yeah. it's like is it that much and it's affecting your life change it everyone's good at something so you got to find that one thing they're good at and then see and utilize that to make money okay. um go on oh. no go ahead no, no, it's just saying, that I, like obviously I will obviously say that we're all very young. None of us have um, children or anyone who has a big responsibility. And obviously, you know, I know, Georgia, you have your big responsibility with your mother. Um, but if it is something like you you know that job um, needs to change and you've got, let's say, people who else, like your kids and all that to feed as well, then there, there's going to be that some level of, level of risk that you need to take. Um, and... If it is a, if it is seems to be a big job, get someone else um, on board to help you out, or talk to someone else about it, so you're not alone with it. Whether that's what they take an extra shift while you take a little extra course, something like that. Mm. Yeah. You have to be alone with us. I was going to say I was going to develop that as a number two and say develop yourself. Yeah. Yes. Love. So, and then I think third is kind of coming off George's as well in the fact of you don't just plan a workout like you're like you don't just eat at four one day and then seven the next day like everyone will normally eat at around the same time there's obviously principles behind that not just for obviously benefits of the body and meal timing but it's psychological knowledge and help that you know when you're doing certain things you lived all of your life in uncertainty no wonder you're going to be anxious yeah like you're setting yourself up to fail in the fact that your whole life is spent in a period where i'm like oh i don't, I don't know mm. if you don't know the simplest things how are you going to be able to cope when it comes to something big yeah agreed yeah miles um i would probably say prioritize one thing i mean yeah. when people are trying to change their lives or they're trying to do something they're trying to do two or three things let's say into fitness people are trying to lose weight while gain muscle yeah that's a possibility but you're not going to achieve a great result prioritize 
like periodize something. If you want to lose a little bit of weight, focus on that. And then if you want to add muscle, work onto that. Try to work on one thing at us and do that without spets. If like, let's say if you want to go and change your job, work towards doing that and then work on something else. I'm not saying like everything needs to fall by the wayside, but you can do little bits. Like for myself, like a good example I have at the moment is I'm trying to do I'm trying to do courses, um, I'm trying to do research and stuff like that. But at the same time as well, I've still got my clients. They are my priority because I've got them now and I want to keep them for the long term. So at times I'll prioritize when I'm with my clients and then I'll prioritize times when I've got my research. And that allows me to work on them at different times, but then they're both getting that level of concentration needs for me to improve. Yeah, I think people have like to-do lists and they'll have like 10 things on it and they'll get annoyed when they've not done it. Whereas if you just give yourself one job that has to be done every single day, you'll, you'll get way more done. Yeah. And just doing instructor before, there's a book called The One Thing and that is, is about this sort of thing. It's about prioritising that one job. And once that's done, then you can do the other stuff. Yeah. But you have to have that one thing. Yeah. And for people who are... Um that type of person they feel like they've got tons of things on the moment and their mind is just absolutely baffled by the things that are going on write it down the Mm. act of writing is a doing thing i mean like we're all whiteboard wankers yeah i've got about a thousand sticky notes around me and stuff like that but (laughs) i prioritize them so what i'll do is i'll have a sequence of levels of like how level of priorities they are so one will be the highest and five will be the lowest I think I killed him. It's just George's coming in saying whiteboard wankers. Yeah. <laughs> I know, exactly. I love it. Get yourself a whiteboard, people. If there's one thing you can take away from this podcast, get a whiteboard. Honestly, especially like mine's a little. I'm actually going to upgrade it soon. But yeah, we all need You all need a whiteboard in your life. <laughs> really a professional PT if you haven't got a whiteboard. I know, exactly. Um, Follow Miles 15 for 15% off a white pot. No. Um, Either having it written in front of you, it kind of guilts you into doing it. Like you can't avoid it. If it's just in your head, yeah. you, you can get away with ignoring it. Whereas if it's written, you can't really get away with it. And also telling someone else. I find like if I tell my dad that I'm going to do something and he's the kind of man that's like, have you done it? And I'm like, no. Yeah. That's that. what I mean. That's, that's, a good, that's a really good thing. Tell someone that you hold... Like for example, you've got your dad, I've got my mum. Yeah. If I tell her something, I've got to do it. Because if I don't, I'm damn right going to get an earful about it. Yeah. Um, so help. If you tell someone, you know, that you're struggling and, and that you're going to do one thing, just say, right, every day I'm going to do 10 minutes of meditation and, and just text me and say, have you done it? And that most people will be like, yeah, absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, the second thing I would probably say is it's okay to feel it. Like... Yeah, do things that can keep you out of it and do things that are not going to get you to stay in that kind of emotion for a while. But if you're going to have nights where it is a big thing and it's just really hitting you hard, allow it. Wallow. It's like, yeah, allow a warrow in it. Well, don't warrow in it, but allow yourself to feel that emotion. Yeah. And then whether that's one or two days. But if you try to bottle that in, there's just going to be one point where it just overfills and it completely takes over. But whether that's one day, whether that's two days, or at the start, it might be a week. 
eventually, if you just allow yourself just to have these emotions, it'll get less and less and less. And eventually, you'll be able to get yourself out of it very quickly. Um, and then the third thing as well, I, I mean, I would I, I'd probably add on to the thing of what you were saying before about um, writing three things that you're gratitude for and stuff. I mean, starting your morning with things that, like just having that idea. It's yeah. essential for like same thing as just for me drinking a bottle of water every morning. It's it's something that's going to get my mind clear. Something that's going to have start your mornings right. Yeah. Put the killer playlist on. For for me, this is going to sound really weird. I have a pre-match ritual that I have pretty much every single Saturday, whether I play or not. But I have this podcast that's only fifteen minutes old, and it's like things like. What are you going to do when this guy tackles you? What are you going to do when you fuck up? Or what are you going to do when you do well? And it gets you to say it back. So it's like things like saying, you can do it. And that, for me, sounds back. Because I'm in the shower shouting, I can do this! And that's what I mean. Like, by the time I've listened to that podcast, I am born ready for that 90 minutes. And you you could do that. Whether that's like your favourite song. Something that just gets you in a jump by the end of five minutes. Like if something like that gets you in a happier mood that's ready for your day, do that and try to get yourself into a routine every morning that sets yourself right for the day. Yeah, people, yeah. Know, most people do the simple things of making the bed. Yeah, that's, some that's, people that's, think they're silly, don't they? And like, like they they think, oh, I'm not doing that because it's silly. And it's like, well, then you're not, if you're not going to try, you're not going to change. Making the bed is a good one, though, Miles. That sets you up great. Yeah. Yeah, because for me, when I'm like, for me, when I make my own bed, granted the fact that I'm, I'm sleeping on a camp bed at the moment, being in the top bed, but when I, when I put that bed away and I'm holding my mattress and all that, I know, right, the days officially start to follow me. And I've got one task done. So I'm ahead. Yeah. So I'm ready to get going. I'm ready to That's step that next challenge. To die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. any minute. Right, but ladies and gentlemen, on that note, we'll end. <laughs> I officially can say this has probably been the longest recorded podcast. Yeah, there's just so much you can say. Exactly, and we can go on for hours and hours. You would talk about it in exercise. <laughs> we could go on for hours and hours and ends, but unfortunately, Georgia doesn't know what a charger for a laptop is. But yeah, but. Georgia, as always, thank you very much for coming onto the podcast again. You're, it's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you for having me. And if you do want to talk about mental health and exercise, let me know. Yeah, exactly. For the new people who haven't listened to episode five yet, Georgia, where can the people find you? Um, you can find me mainly on Instagram, GMC Fitness underscore Georgia, or on Facebook at GMC Fitness. Um, and yeah, just give me a follow and I'll probably change your life. I like it straight in there as always but yes people if you are watching this on YouTube please like and subscribe to the channel if you're listening to this to an audio base whether that's on Spotify or Apple Music make sure to share this with your family and friends but as always ladies and gentlemen stay safe and peace hashtag whiteboard wankers